superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Ron Rivera today asked, why not Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Just something that we just didn't feel suited what we wanted to do. Look, I don't get it. The Rich Eisen Show. I don't get it. Earlier on the show, Raiders wide receiver Jacoby Myers. WWE superstar Cody Rhodes. Still to come, from Netflix's Murder Mystery 2, actor Mark Strong. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Uh, Cody Rhodes, WWE superstar, has just left our building. He's heading towards SoFi for WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday night. Obviously, he's the main event on Sunday night against Roman Reigns. Great chat with him. Jacoby Myers of the Las Vegas Raiders. Nice chat with him in hour number one. I just had a very nice brief chat in the uh, green room with our third-hour guest. The actor Mark Strong is here. We uh, we chatted with him, um, I believe, late last year when he was calling in from, uh, from uh, London. And now he's here in person, here in Los Angeles. And um, I couldn't be more uh, appreciative, not only because uh, he's taken his time out of his day to promote Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix with him and Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston uh, to come here. But it's, I, I believe, has it stopped raining? Anybody who comes here in the rain um, deserves a Rich Eisen show mug. That's all. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. Has it stopped raining? Yeah, it stopped. Because when it rains here in Los Angeles, it's just, but he's from London, so he must be used to, you know. It makes him feel at home. Right. I felt like I lived in Seattle driving to work today. Like it is, it's Southern Seattle now. Is that, where, is that where we're in right now? You know what? You know we should do. We should do an entire Rich Eisen show, uh, all ring? three hours of us bitching about the weather. Exactly. How do you think people would like that? You think the Roku channel would say, "Oh, we have a few notes." Yeah, I don't think people. And they never give notes. People can relate though. Which is what. Relate that though. Sometimes people living in the Midwest hearing us complain about the rain will be just like G T F O H. That fast. And you can look it up. <laughs> Come on. That's the way I would look at it. But at any rate, we're here on the program. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Before we get to Chris Brockman's news update, let's take this phone call. Lonnie in Los Angeles been hanging on for a while. One of our favorites. How you been, Lonnie? Lonnie Love. How you doing? What's going on? Hey, man, I need you to do me a favor. Okay. I need the Fab Five in the Basketball Hall of Fame. You and me both. Well, isn't Weber already in there? Isn't C-Web there? As, as a group? As a group. Lonnie, as a unit. Lonnie, as a group. I want them as a group. I want the Fab Five oh, as I a like group 
in the Basketball Hall of Fame because of all because of what they've done. Yep. What they meant to the culture, how they changed everything. Now Michael Jordan had you know the the, the longer shorts, but the Fab Five took everything to a new level. I don't know if you heard the conversation we had with Brian Dutcher, the head coach of uh, San Diego State, from yesterday's show. Yeah, yeah I heard some of that. And and, and you know where where he said uh, he's the one who actually first ordered the long shorts for them. Mind blown. And that uh, when they came back, they were two inches longer than most. And he said he wanted it two inches longer <laughs> than even that. You know, I wow. love that. It was great, just great stuff. But I don't know. I mean, can you can you put in a, a group? Because I don't think anyone else is getting in based on their own personal merits. I mean, maybe, man. Like, make it like, you know, WWE in their Hall of Fame. They'll put, like, the Four Horsemen. Just, They'll just, put the NWO. Just show the power five, five. Of Rich Eisen. Yeah. Make this thing <laughs> I'm on it, Lonnie. Thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. That's Lonnie in Los Angeles. I like that idea. Good idea. Because as Brockman said, the, the, the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, it, they let people in who had success outside of the NBA not just an nba right, it's international thing. it's, it's college, international it's college it's nba it's all encompassing so you know if you want to acknowledge what they meant to the culture to the well, to the movement of college basketball like what they meant for everybody can you have an exhibit Ooh, based on idea. it the rapper no <laughs> the rap next to the z oh. sure why not what would be in the flat Fab Five exhibit? Long oh, shorts, black socks, baggy shorts, shorts. Yeah. t-shirts with the plain dark blue t-shirts, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the gold uniforms in spe- the, the maze. Uniforms. I'm sorry, the maze uniforms. Maze. No disrespect. Uh, yeah. The ones from the '93. I'm glad you self-corrected. Well, I knew you would have had I not. So gold, <laughs> gold, the maze, the they're, gold. But like this is a commercial on Fox News. The way, they're gold. <laughs> Selling gold. gold is Notre Dame. Maze. I wouldn't even know what that is because I don't watch that channel, but. Right, but yeah. So what that, else would, that, would what it. else would be in there? Don't be yeah. facetious. Black shoes, black okay. socks. Right. Oh, you want me to say like a timeout? No, something? I don't want to say. No, I, I don't want you to say that. Oh, wow. That you was my subtle way of say saying, that, "Don't say it." And I then wasn't you even said thinking it. it until you put yeah, it in my head. See. Okay, so you're being legit because you actually love the Fab Five. I do that '93 title game. Like I said, I've watched it a million times. I had the I got I had a Michigan jersey from back in the day that I had C Web sign when he was here. I saw him do it. Mm. I seen them. The Barclays, because the 93 Air Max that year were Barclays that they wore. The black with the strap. Oh, man. man. They were, I love those shoes. And like like we said yesterday, the black ankle socks that said Nike on the front. They they all had shaved heads except for Juwan had a flat top. Well, he also said, Dutcher, that the black socks came from a trip to To the the mall. In Houston, the Galleria in Houston, which is, by the way, where Brian Dutcher's going to hopefully cut down a net for San Diego State. You want to talk about full circle. They have an ice skating rink in the basement of that mall. They do? Well, anyway, so that's what you put in the... Okay, so hey, uh, folks of Springfield, Massachusetts, Fab Five exhibit, let's go. I'm with it, man. All right, right. well done. I I actually think those uniforms should be in the Smithsonian. They're cool uniforms. All right, let's get to it. It's uh, the NBC News Emeritus. It's truly, it always blows me away that Tom Brokaw (laughs) takes time out of his busy day to... Front Chris Brockman's news update. We're Emmy nominated here. Mark Strong, the actor, is about to come out here. But first, Chris Brockman's news update. And now, 
with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brockman. Yeah, it's Chris Brockman. Since, since when does Tom Brokaw sound like Dr. Spichemin from uh, 30 Rock? <laughs> well, he he talk, does a lot of talking and, you know. What else you got over? What do you got, Chris? What do you got? Thanks. Go for it. Thanks, Tom. Hey, um... <laughs> Well, we've been talking about Lamar Jackson a lot, uh, and Meek Mills, <laughs> telling Bob Kraft stuff. That's truly one of the greatest headlines I've ever seen. Uh, but according to the Athletics, Jeff Howe, the Patriots are not in on Lamar Dude, Jackson. They're not in. This just in. They're not going to. So, come on, man. I mean, it would be fun if they did. That's why I put the Patriots on the list of teams that would blow our minds if yeah. they were in on Lamar Jackson. As we were talking about Lamar Jackson's market, the minute he was able to start talking to other teams to sign him to an offer sheet, Cowboys, Cardinals, Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions, Patriots, Steelers. That would blow everyone's mind. If yeah. they're like, you know what? We are done with Mac Jones. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take our next two first-round draft choices and send it to one of the teams that really does not like us and the feelings mutual. Let's let's help them out of their problem right. by taking their guy, blowing up our salary cap plans that we – could you imagine they pay him more money guaranteed than perhaps they paid Tom Brady during his first ha- half of his career yeah, there? I mean. That they'd give that on a contract in four years – like, could you what whatever guaranteed he signed for? How long did it take for Brady to get two hundred million out of out of the Patriots? It would it it would have you'd have to add up a lot of years. It's just so out of their character. And like I said earlier, like if you want them to do it, if you want them to consider it, if you want to do that, you got to put your best foot forward to start. And I don't think sending Meek Mill to to, to Robert Kraft to tell Bill Belichick. Hey, let's start a conversation. That's the best way to do. It. I honestly don't think that's the best way to tell Bill. I mean, business. In twenty years with the Pats, Tom Brady made two hundred and thirty-five million. That's what I'm saying. Wow. So that's that's what we call out of character. And in three seasons with the Bucks, I mean, sending John Bon Jovi to Belichick might be the f- best. You know, if you had to choose anybody <laughs> from the music world <laughs> to get Bill's attention, well, Kraft and Meek are tight. So you yeah. know, what else you got over there, Chris? We're living on a prayer with the Lamar news. You're halfway there. We're good, Chris. Uh, okay, uh, the Falcons have had a busy off season, and one of the teams that probably should make a move for Lamar. But Calais Campbell's heading to town. Ravens. Uh, You're 16, Aaron. Atlanta, Former Ravens huh? D tackle. One-year deal. Also, the Falcons added Scotty Miller, another wide receiver. And again, and and um, yesterday, the news um, involving Atlanta involved, you know, uh, Arthur Blank saying that it's a very different situation between the Lamar Jackson franchise tag conversation and Deshaun Watson from last year when you know the Falcons were way in on them. Different player, different time. You have a winner in Jackson, an MVP in the league. There's no question he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but looking at it objectively, I'd say that there's some concern over how long he can play his style of game. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five, six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business. I mean, Watson also, as you know, had knee problems in college. But 
man, look, let's just point it out here. The difference is, is if Lamar wants the amount of money that Watson got, there was at some point in time when, I'll use the phrase, it might be spoiler alert, he was the Logan Roy going to eight, and the Cleveland Browns came in like the Roy kids and say, well, go to 10. And they win the negotiation. Over. And they were not interested in going as high as the Browns did. Nobody is in the league. Nobody. Nobody. So that's the different situation. Obviously, the other difference is the guy who got that money has all of these off-the-field issues hanging over his head at the time. So they just don't want to pay him all that cash. That's it. And they've done, they've, they've moved on. They had that, there was this moment in time they were willing to give all the draft choices and all that money to a quarterback with a far different story off the field than Lamar Jackson, who's pristine and sterling with his reputation in that regard. You know? So the difference is, is they're, they're, they've moved on. They don't want to blow up their current plans for that. And, they weren't interested in giving Watson all that money that the Browns did. What else, Chris? Uh, Brandon Staley said this week that the Chargers have entered extension negotiations with Justin Herbert. <laughs> what a surprise. Okay. Uh, pretty, pretty blown away. All right. By that. Very good. Uh, also, Kyle Shanahan added uh, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold will split first team reps oh, this 49ers boy. offseason. Well, there's the competition. When we were sitting there at the Super Bowl and uh, and uh, Trey Lance said, I don't, I don't want anything handed to me. I am up for competition. I want the competition. At the time, we thought it would just be Brock Purdy coming back from his impending no, 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 elbow no. surgery. Instead, it's Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's going to win a playoff game for the Niners this year. That's a hot take. <laughs> Sam Darnold's winning a playoff game for the Niners or Draymond Green's going to win a title with somebody else before his career's over. Which one would you take, TJ? Ooh, that's nice. Hold on. Wow. Uh, Which one would you take? I'd probably take Draymond. Yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> wouldn't you? Suddenly my crazy ass take from hour two is not so crazy anymore. Sam Darnold wins a playoff game for the Niners this year, or Draymond wins a ring with somebody other than the Warriors before he winds up in the Hall of Fame. Which one would you take? I mean, look, if, if if you have the same Niners team and there's another Brock Purdy situation. Which one Sam, would, this is not who wants to be a millionaire where you sound out your answer. Which one would you take? I'd probably say Draymond thank would you. go to a spot where he would feel good about winning a championship. Okay, championship thank you. Stuff. Not feel good, but he does it. He does it. Okay, Chris? This is great. Okay. I'm, hold on, I'm tweeting it out. Uh, a couple other things, guys. Uh, Dennis Allen said that Michael Thomas's toe is still not 100%. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of uh, troubling heading into the offseason. Toes are no joke. That's what caused Dion to retire. Didn't he, he had to be hobbling around right now. Yes, correct. And then did you see one of the big uh, uh, rules proposals that got actually passed? Teams can now have players wear number zero. Yeah. Calvin Ridley immediately said he's going to wear number he be zero the first. this year for Jacksonville. TJ, did you see who said that he might wear number zero this year? The Lions. Micah Parsons yeah. tweeted out, I'm switching. Agent zero, zero coming, soon. <laughs> coming soon. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Top five players that should wear number zero. I, I like it. Oh, I like that. Great yeah. idea. I'll work on that tonight. I'll cultivate that caper like Maury the Wigman and the Lufthansa Heist. 
Just don't, How's that for good stuff? Nice. 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 And and, and <laughs> save that, that pop culture item that I know you have okay. for, for after Mark Strong. I do, I do. Because he's uh, kind enough to come in the rain, and I don't want to be here late for him. You just, got one more thing? Just a quick baseball thing with opening day tomorrow. Uh, spring training now officially closed. Pitch clock was a massive success. Shaved 26 minutes off spring training games this year compared to last year. Average game time last year in spring training, three hours, one minute. This year, two hours, 35 minutes. Wow, that's great. Love it. Love it. Turn it off in the ninth inning. Agreed. So we'll see. Let's move it. Move it along to the eighth inning. Ninth inning. Let's take our time. We'll see how opening day goes tomorrow. Seems like Commissioner made, made it seem like that would be the case. Well, he all made it seem like they're not set in stone, that umpires have discretion. He also made it seem like we could show clips all year. So, Well, he sh- we could show one commercial. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think we got the full-on, full-on that we could get whatever hey, we want to do. Don't get what you don't ask for, Rich Eisen. Exactly. Ask for forgiveness, I not appreciate for that. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, opening day, huh? Opening day tomorrow, full slate. Oh, gosh, Coop's out of town, and we, we got to draft our fantasy league. Oh, I had mine last night. You did? I did. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Mark Strong is here. Murder Mystery 2 available for streaming this Friday on Netflix. We chatted with him on the phone from across the pond. He's here across the desk in a moment. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our terrestrial radio audience is back here. We just saw a clip of Murder Mystery 2 that you can catch on Netflix, which, by the way, is available right here on Roku. Coming up on Friday, it is Murder Mystery 2, Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, and you, Mark Strong, who kind enough to come here. Uh, we spoke on the phone just a few months ago, and now here you are. Uh, it, it was actually a couple of years ago. A couple it of was, years ago? Yeah, we worked out it was 2020. I had a show called Temple. That's right. And you were kind enough to kind of let me come on and have a chat about it. Yeah. Uh, but that's how time flies. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. thought it was... Wow. You didn't correct the record <laughs> over there. And you I thought and, it was a few months ago and you're as well. The, you're the official record cor- corrector of the Rich Eisen Show, Chris. I'll double check. Well, I mean, and it's just great to, you know, see um, you here. And last night was the premiere. Yes. Correct, right? Um, yeah. And Sandler and Aniston and you getting back together. You shot this in Paris? So yeah, we... we During COVID, I really enjoyed being at home with the family. I've got two teenage boys, and I realized how much I miss kind of just being around them. So I said to my agent, you know, if jobs come up, can I just, I don't want to travel too much. I'd Mm -hmm. like to be in London if possible. And she said, okay, but there's um, there's a problem. I said, what's that? She said, there's a job, but the locations might be a problem. And I said, why? She said, well, they're Hawaii and Paris. (laughs) I said, let me think about that for one second. I can make an exception. (laughs) Those I'll do. And we had the most amazing location. Hawaii was gorgeous. And right. Paris, I think we spent five weeks there. It was uh, wonderful. And what's it like to be on the set with Sandler? 
And what do you got for me on Adam Sandler? In in my business, I think any film set is kind of controlled or, or um, the flavor of it comes yes. from above. Yes. And because he and Jen are such lovely people, yes. it really was genuinely a kind of a love fest. Everybody got on. We had a good time and it was fun to do. Right. And you say Sandler does all his own stuff. Dance, yeah, up to right? a point, I think. Right. I mean, the two of us are cracking on. I mean, I, I'm not speaking for him, but I do know that there is one point in the movie where, or, or I think it happened in uh, rehearsal, where I, I'm choking him at one point, and yes. in order to get up, I levered myself off his shoulders. Yes. And they had to go, no, no, you shouldn't do that, because remember, you're uh, you're tough. You oh, know? right. You, should, you shouldn't be levering yourself anywhere. Off my of, back was aching, uh, my knees were going. Right. Oh, but, off, but Adam's shoulders are broad enough for you to, to handle yeah, all yeah. of that stuff. He just won the Mark Twain Award uh, oh, last, I, I guess, or they, that aired last night. Obviously, I mean, he was he was uh, at the premiere last night. Yeah. And just he's just, he really is some really good people. I really I like really him enjoy him. Jennifer was... was um, As well. Was was yeah, she's also gorgeous, but right. was just telling him off for not wearing a suit. Well, he doesn't do that. No, I know. No, he doesn't. Although he did apparently when he collected the Mark Twain, he was in a suit. Oh, well, I he guess he said for looking that. very uncomfortable. So what was he in the sweats last night? Is yeah, that what he did? yeah. That's it, right? That's what you want to do in life. Yeah, that's, is that's the goal. Make a movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Mark Strong. Put it on Netflix and just wear your sweats whenever you want. Uh, okay, so uh, I, if I recall in our conversation, you were a fan of Arsenal, correct? Yes, yeah. All right. Now, what is the genesis of this? Are you from the area, the neighborhood? Or, yeah, okay. I was born in Islington in North London, which is where basically um, you, could, you could grow up with it. Red and white, the Arsenal colors. Yes. And uh, I started going to games when I was about seven. I now have a season ticket, and uh, I go with friends when I can, when I'm not filming. And uh, we're doing incredibly well this season. Well, you're in first place right yeah, now. Yeah, we're eight points clear of City, who uh -huh. have all the money and all the players. So we've just got to hang on for ten more games. Well, now, Arsenal is, is owned by an insanely rich individual who... Uh, whose team won the uh, Super Bowl two yeah. years ago yeah. and has a team that can win the NBA championship this year in Stan Kroenke. So yeah. how, how does... I don't understand. You're, you're, how does how is this man out? Well, what we're hoping is that having done the foot, you know, having sorry, having sorry. won the um, you know uh, the Super Bowl, yes, and the, the team doing very well, he's going to just pay a little attention to, to the Arsenal. little soccer team to back Arsenal. in the UK <laughs> that need a bit of help just to get over the line. I just I don't know if I told this story the last time that you were on, Mark, but um, a couple of years ago. Um, the NFL uh, held a game. Well, they, they've done it in multiple years, but the first time they held an NFL game in Tottenham Stadium yeah. um, was when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the home team, and they were red. Right. So there was red all around Tottenham <laughs> Stadium, and all I heard yeah. all week was from Arsenal fans who loved yeah. that their colors were yeah. dominating the stadium in Tottenham. That they just, they, they found that funny. You know where that rivalry comes from? The, no. The, because Arsenal were originally a South London team. Mm -hmm. It was Woolwich Arsenal, which is, um, it was a team made up of the guys that worked in the munitions factory down yes. in South London. Yes. In the 30s, the team was moved to North London, which mm -hmm. traditionally was Tottenham's territory. Yes. Because Tottenham is just east of Arsenal, but they're both North London teams. Mm -hmm. So they were furious about that. And that's where it actually comes from. And I think in the season that we were promoted, they were relegated. And there was some skullduggery that went on. I don't Good quite use know. of skullduggery, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's a rare word that's dropped here on the Rich Eisen Show. Normally, it's a two-syllable word, other than it's, <laughs> it's lost on many people. But I'm sorry, I don't mean well, to interrupt you, but go ahead. Well, no, just that whenever we win, yes. if we beat them, the, the expression is North London is red. Right. So they would have hated it. So the stadium had red all over. What would a championship for Arsenal mean for you? 
Like, how would you say well, it'd be the first time, I think, in 20 years that we, we'll win the, the league? Mm -hmm. We've been a good FA Cup team. Um, we've seen money come into the game. You know, Chelsea and City are very, very powerful, rich backers. And yes. they basically, I think David Dean, who used to run Arsenal, said that uh, Roman Abramovich come and parked his tanks and was firing 50-pound notes <laughs> at us. That's a good line. Um, I like that. Yeah, so we just need to, if we could do that, it would be... It would be wonderful. Okay. Uh, I, we've got Mark Strong here on The Rich Eisen Show, Murder Mystery 2, available on Netflix uh, on Friday, March 31st, right here on the program. We have a, uh, a game we like to play called Celebrity True or False, certainly with our celebrity friends who show up here in studio where we read a couple things about your career on the internet and we're wondering if it's true or not. Okay. Okay, here we go. We have actually terrific uh, production value to go along with it. Here it is. Celebrity, true or false? You can't handle the truth. There you go. Uh, all right, Mark Strong, long before your career, and again, the movies that you're in, just awesome. Syriana, uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, the uh, Zero, Zero Dark Thirty is amazing. Uh, the Imitation Game, and so on and so forth. But long before you were in college, true or false, you sang in not one, but two punk rock bands. Is that true or false? That's very true, yeah. I'm a child of the 70s. I was a teenager around about the time punk arrived, and uh, it was just so much more dangerous and interesting than anything else that was in the charts at the time. Okay. And so what were the, do you recall the names of your punk I rock I think band? we used to enjoy making up lots of different names. I remember the first band, we, I think we finally ended up with something like Toxoid, I think was the name of Toxoid? the band. Toxoid? Toxoid. We literally looked it up in a dictionary. It related to poison. We thought that would do. <laughs> okay. And the second one was, uh, we hadn't really thought it through. We called the band Private Party. The idea being that people would think it was a private party and wouldn't turn up. And we hadn't really thought that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so your, wait, your band assumed your fan base was non-existent? Hmm. You got a, we the were 14. You know, oh, what, you were four, this yeah, is this is like were? we were at school. So this was not in college. You're talking about no, no. School. This was there was a there was a, uh, a an ad appeared in the music mags in in, mm -hmm. uh, in the UK. And literally, it was a picture of three guitar chords. And it said underneath this, here's three chords, go out and form a band. Yes. And I was at boarding school. I was at a state boarding school at the time. We literally did that. I said, okay, you go buy a bass this weekend. You get a snare drum. You know, you get a microphone. And we just put it together, made some noise. Were you a front man? Were you the front man? I played bass and sang. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you played bass. So you're the McCartney. I was, yeah, cross between McCartney and a little bit of John Lennon. Well, I mean, the, the bass and, yeah. and singing. Yes. That's it, right yeah, there. Yeah, okay. but we had a lead singer as well. I suppose I was backing vocals. Okay, all right. You're, you're too nice, man. You should definitely say, yeah, I was the McCartney of Private Party. <laughs> like, that's the way you should go. All right, next one for you. Uh, and just, this is where it, it comes from uh, uh, a position of respect and love. All you got to do is look at my friend Chris Brockman and look at me. Yes. True or false, Mark Strong, you lost your hair in your mid-20s. Yes. Is that true? Yes, yes, I did. I felt very comfortable coming into a room with a lot of sensible haircuts. <laughs> yeah. We call it the bald brotherhood. brotherhood. <laughs> right. We bald brotherhood. I, so, was, I was working at the National Theatre at the time, and I don't know if you've been to London much, but it, yes. the National Theatre is the other side of Waterloo Bridge. Okay. It's a very windy bridge. All right. And the day I walked across and my hair blew up like this, and I realised I was actually trying to hide... And it just Did the come over thing going? Yeah, a little bit. Not badly, but a enough that when it blew on the bridge and I was walking to work at the National, mm. I went, okay, that's enough. And so, so if you let it grow, what, what, would, what would we have? A horseshoe? What would we have going on? I would on have this at the side. That's it? I'd have a, that's, yeah. You're the same thing, too. Same thing. I'm yeah. holding on. Like, whenever I get uh, sitting in, like, a makeup chair or whatever for uh, another shoot, not here, 
um, somebody might like say, hey, there's a couple of hairs right here. Do you mind if I clip? I say, leave them. Yeah. They are fighting oh, exactly. a significant battle still <laughs> to this day. Yeah. I will not personally cut them down. I will not do that. Well, the tragedy, of course, is that my ears and my nose yes. and my eyebrows are doing really well. Isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah. It is. It's the weirdest thing. All right. So it requires a lot of maintenance on your part is what you're saying. Yeah. Mark Strong had no idea he'd be talking about his hair on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show when he came all the way down here in the rain. Uh, all right. Last one for you. True or false, Mark Strong. Uh, Daniel Craig uh, is a former roommate of yours and is a godfather to one of your sons. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, did a show together in the mid-90s called Our Friends in the North in the UK. It was a very successful TV show. Yes. And we became friends and we shared a flat. And we lived together for about a year, mm -hmm. and we've kept in touch ever since. And uh, yeah, he's godfather to my eldest boy. Okay. Um, what was he like as a roommate? He was very lazy. What do you mean? I did most of the tidying up. Is that right? Yeah. He, I don't even know if he paid me rent. It was my <laughs> flat. I think he still owes me. Um, wow. I should bring that up with him. Wow. So uh, yeah. Bond is a, is a, uh, a scoff? Uh, he's, he's a scoff law or something like I that? Wouldn't something? Dare, I wouldn't okay, dare I wouldn't, suggest I, I, that. I will he, say that. Okay. But, no, but right. he's, a, he's a great guy. We had a lot of fun. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And he's a godfather to one of your children. He is. And a very attentive one, too. He just bought my son a really cool jacket you know, for his 18th birthday. And he's, a, you know, he's, he's around. I don't see him enough because he lives in Brooklyn these days and I'm in London. He's in Brooklyn, huh? Yeah. So you're just strolling, people could be strolling around in, in, you know, in Brooklyn, and all of a sudden you see Daniel Craig coming around. Oh, yeah, the corner. yeah. That's pretty cool. You got a good Sasha Baron Cohen story? I know you guys were in the movie Grimsby together about yes. uh, seven, eight years ago. You got a good one? Yeah. That, uh, a lot of them I can't repeat, but uh, <laughs> he, he, um, he's driven. I think the, the, my funniest story is when we left after filming, uh -huh. um, I was carrying my bags. I was really tired. I was getting towards the plane. He was just slightly ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I literally heard him just whispering to one of the stewards, mm -hmm. a very well-dressed, very well-presented steward. Sasha was saying, my boyfriend and I are very tired. Could you give us the best seats? <laughs> just as I walked up going, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> and did you get... Uh, and we got the best seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he knows how to work it. Okay. And he was, he, I mean, by 2016, he was in full Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. You know, Bloom. There's no question about that. He's great fun to work with. I mean, it's hard to keep a straight face with him. That's the problem. There's a lot of improvising, and he goes off on one, and it's just, it's just. It's Who's the biggest badass you've ever worked with, then, Mark? Badass in real life or character-wise? Um, the one that might actually combine. Oh my god! How about that one? Maybe Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta was. I did a film called Revolver with Ray Liotta, mm -hmm. and. Um, he was meant to kind of menace my character, but rather than get physical with me, what he decided was he was going to wear this very, very tight pair of underpants, leave his dressing gown open, and I was sitting and he was standing. Mm -hmm. And he basically came way too close to me when we did the scene and just looked down at me from above, and that's how we played the scene. And I had Ray's Leotis. manhood, you know, way too close to my face. A lot of Leota. A lot of Leota. Okay. Me, yeah. And you had no idea that was the, the, that was his choice the acting maneuver he was going to employ. But, but, his, but brilliant. It yeah. worked? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it threw you off your king. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't expect that one either. Well, there you go. He, he was a lovely guy, though. He was also... There, there are no badasses, really. I mean, we're all, it's all just pretend. Well, it's funny. You'll see in our green room... Mark, is a Goodfellas poster in our green room. I, I don't saw, know if you saw that. I saw. Okay. When you go back there, 
take a look at Ray's head in the poster behind the plexiglass. You'll see it's behind uh, a broken, sort of cracked part of the plexiglass. Yeah, I saw It's that. because he used an axe, the back side <laughs> of an axe, when he was here on the show to try and break it open and <laughs> re-sign it because he told me, much to my surprise here, it was akin to having his ro- robe open and seeing his Leotas, <laughs> is that he, he surprised, told me on the air that his autograph on that poster that I had spent a significant amount of money on at a charity auction was fake. <gasps> no, And really so he's wasn't. like, I'll re-sign it. He wanted to open it and try to bash it with an ax to open it, and he bashed his own head on the poster, which makes it an even better story. It does. I thought it was a bullet hole. <laughs> it yeah. could have been. Yeah. No, but he, he couldn't have been nicer, and obviously when he passed, we were just all blown away by the that. truly you know? worrying part of that story is where on earth do you find an axe? That's yeah, a good point, too. <laughs> right. You know? I don't, yeah. We don't still have that axe <laughs> no, anymore. I don't think so. Where did he find the axe? Uh, it was just like in a back. I don't know. Somewhere. That's a good. Really? By the way, just excellent lying around. follow-up, Mark. Excellent follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like a, a scene from Murder Mystery too, to be very honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, which you can catch on Netflix coming this Friday, March thirty-first. It's available right here on Roku. What a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for coming all the way down here. My total Appreciate Thank that. You. It's Mark Strong right here on the Rich Eisen Show, which will wrap up and tell you how we're working the rest of this week in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network with the Roku channel live stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desks furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by, why don't you? Yeah. Rich, you know, I've got God kids, and I know that my God kids think it's really cool that I'm their godfather, but man, to say that James Bond is your godfather, like, like Mark's son? Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. amazing. <laughs> that is, that's, that's dad points, right? Cool right? points? Yeah. Hey, I got to step my game up. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> I love that every single week. I don't know why I follow that uh, Twitter is, is account. That Twitter still, they still post that every week? Every Friday. Every, every Friday. Every Friday. <laughs> oh, Him just introducing the weekend, the weekend. As on Saturday Night Live. Why do it's so great? I haven't seen the new Knives Out. I still haven't gotten to see it. Is good. it good? Glass Onion. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. Yeah, I got to check that. So out. I can't even call it the new one, right? Since it came out last year. It's been out. It's been out. Yeah, I might yeah. check that out. Yeah. Ed Norton's kind of the Norton. He's in it. What was the uh, the pop culture entry you had into your? Oh man! Into so this your... is something that Mike had said this morning. Uh, you found an article Del Tufo. Apparently, uh, the late George Michael, who we all love. 
His big song, Careless Whisper, just passed a billion views on YouTube. 400,000 a day. Today, still? No, people were still... Well, yeah, in 23. Or back in the day? No, no, no. The last... Well, oh, I don't know how recently. many months. 400 Recently? 400, yeah. 400,000 views of a, Careless a Whisper a day? Yeah. So what happened is probably someone big posts it, just starts going viral. That's insane. I don't know why. That song was big. I mean, of course remember. it was. The song was big. A that was billion MTV. views. One billion. It's got the one B next to it. There's only eight, other, and there's eight or seven other in the United States. That's crazy. Which I think is insane. Now, I'm going to pull off or the, 80s, the I mean, trick I mean, that I'm the 80s, a, I, I, I have, uh, um, you know, I think uh, a talent for, if you don't mind me saying, is making things that you don't think could be about me, about me. Now, look up the video I was in along with my friend Bill Walton. Oh, yes. Okay. For Katy Perry. uh, Katy Perry. uh, Okay. Swish, swish. Swish, swish. Got it. I think the late George Michael still has some work cut out for him. No, Rich. 672 million. Oh. It hasn't reached a billion yet? No. I mean, that's. Wow. I'm humbled. 400 million shooting that video with Bill Walton. I, I mean, is still one of the greatest. The, where's the top? Where's the window? Dude, that was. I don't know what happened to the broken car where's shield. Car? It's got to oh, be I somewhere around here. It's in the back. It's, it's in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. one thing I don't know is how did you become, how did they reach out to you? The I just got a call from my agent saying, Are you in town? They're looking for a sportscaster to appear in a Katy Perry music video. They want to have you in it. And my answer was, can I bring my children to the set and have them meet her? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work out for that. She wasn't there on the day that I shot. Okay. So, Rich, you, were, uh, you're, uh, you and Bill are on a show called Swish Center. What? Yes. In the, oh, in the video. Yes. In the video. Yes. Yeah. And your Chiron uh, is Bill Walton, really tall guy, Rich Eisen, not as tall as Bill Walton. That's correct. That's By the Chiron. way, these are accurate yeah, yeah. descriptions that's of your, both of us. Chiron, yeah. This was in, uh, I believe it's called the Galen Center, yeah, where yeah, USC yeah, plays that. I just found it funny that I was in USC's basketball home with, with one Walton. of the greatest UCLA <laughs> players yeah. ever. How about that? And then there was a shot that I took. I popped on my Instagram because another person who was in this video who was there that day was the mountain from, no, yeah, the mountain. from uh, Game of Thrones. Right. Hapthor was there. And um, and so I stood huge. in between the two of them. <laughs> you were like, and I, I I don't believe I reached the belly button of either man. Is he like a coach? I'm trying to watch this music video. Yeah. I, I didn't know Joey Chestnut was in this. There's a lot going too. on. Oh, there was a lot going on. Joey Chestnut. There was a lot happening. But, Katy Perry also has like a blonde laptop. Like she's really short hair. And uh, she's got some game in this video. Molly so. Shannon's in the video. Oh yeah, I met her in makeup beforehand. <laughs> You know, had one of those great quick conversations where I said, I'm a fan, and she had no idea who I was. <laughs> why? She might have been rethinking, why, was I, why am I in this video? Donnie Baseball! With this I person. I think of Don Manningly, Rich, every time you say that. Oh, why? Because no, Don knew exactly who I was yeah. later on in life. The first time. The first time, not so much. <laughs> I love it. Alan Dallas is here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Al? Thanks for chiming in. Where you been? Well, you know, I've been over here now. I don't know if you heard. We're a little busy right now. But um, he's helping pay for Daniel Jones. It was it was it was amazing. I was watching the Leota thing, May of 2015. That's when I started watching the show. 
Yeah, man. Time. Well, so that's when you were long. Al in Houston, Al. Yeah, Houston. And I found it funny that I kept saying the words Alan Houston on the program, like you were yeah, yeah, you were yeah. one of the most overpaid basketball players in the history of the New York Knicks. Well, yeah, so, yeah, well, not anymore. Um, so uh, yeah, it was the it was the uh, the Brockman no shoes on that prompted my uh, prompted me calling. I was so outraged. Um, <laughs> so, so listen. Uh, the the I, I know that there's uh, obviously the the topic of the of the last couple of weeks for the NFL has been Lamar Jackson. But has anybody been bringing up the fact that because and I, I might have said this before, but because of the uh, escrow money that's required for that type of contract, yes. there's only a handful of teams that are going to that are going to dip their toe in that, and and you know like. The the has you know the flying the pilot J guy for the Browns he's a billionaire several times over he could cut that check for two hundred fifty million dollars to the escrow account. Well, I think it's a percentage. It's like something I don't know the exact fact number. It's, it's a big number. It's like eighty percent. You have to put an eighty yeah. percent of. And thanks to the call, Al. We we miss chatting with you, buddy. Um, can you look that up so I'm completely knowledgeable about it? The NFL. Guaranteed money escrow. Just put those words, NFL guaranteed money escrow, into the old Twitter machine and what comes back. I think you have to put 80% of whatever is the guaranteed money over the life of a contract in an escrow account. And that's an ancient rule that was put in place, I think, to the benefit of the players to make sure that an owner is not like, yeah, I guarantee you the money, and then all of a sudden they're insolvent the next day, and oh, I don't have, I don't have the money for you. And I think that was put into place back in the day when it was possible for NFL owners to potentially turn up insolvent, which, as we know, is not the case these days. Certainly, when say YouTube is giving over the lifespan of a contract. 10 figures of money to the NFL for a product that the NFL doesn't produce. The NFL just gives the right to rebroadcast. Others produce. Others rebroadcast. Others stream it. And all they have to do is say, yeah, you can do it and get 10 figures of money put into their pocket to be split up. Yeah, and so, so he put, yeah, it's about 80%. 80%. Yeah, he put, uh, Jimmy Haslam put $185 million in escrow. So I would, I would say if I'm the players in the next collective bargaining agreement, if this is something they can do, I would say get rid of that rule. Or take it down to 50%. Or just say, you know what, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to require that large of amount of money. Right. To be put into escrow, we 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 think you're good for it. Like buying a house, twenty percent. Like who's not good for it? The, you know, the, the one of the two people that just put together a group that's putting up six billion for a team. You think the Walmart family's good for it? You think Russ is sweating whether the uh, Waltons have put money in an escrow account for his guaranteed money? Also, let's be honest, uh, getting rid of this rule would probably help out a few of these That's teams. That's what I'm saying. Well, help out a few of these teams. It would help out, you know, cash flow. Yeah. And uh, and the players wouldn't have an ownership group saying, you know what, I'm not interested in a generationally talented quarterback who's popping free potentially at age 26 because I don't want to 
give all that guaranteed money because I don't want to slice off what's 80% of 200 million, right? Less than obviously what the Haslam's have put in there. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to scratch that check. So the players association can say, yeah, you don't have to put it down to 30% of escrow, right? I don't know. They, they might find a, a, a common ground. Because as you say, some owners might be like, if Bidwell didn't have to put 80% of what Kyler Murray gets on this contract into escrow, do you think he'd prefer it? Or, Probably so. Or two of the teams that are going to have to pay quarterbacks soon. Yeah, you think that, Mike Brown and... Mike and, Brown and Dean Spanos probably don't want to put $200 million aside all at once. Probably. They might find some common ground. And some other teams will be more apt to sign someone like Lamar to an offer sheet, one would think. I would do that. But I'm just me. Just a guy sitting here in his button-up sweater. Sun's out. Ah. Thanks, Mike. Mike, that just (laughs) came out of nowhere. I just saw the sun. I'm making a point. Am I making a point? Am I in the middle of making a point? I'm sorry, Rich. All of a sudden, he's like squirrel. Well, you I know, did. he is our weather guy. So, yeah, you know. I got to keep it. Okay. I'm sorry. I've made my point. I've finished it anyway. Yeah, good job. I, Thanks. I, I you liked, remember, am I, I wrong? Liked, I like to work. No, no, no. I, yeah. This is That's, definitely something that probably should happen. I never knew that. By the That's way. crazy. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's, it's, it's a cash flow. Up. That's yeah. what we keep saying. This is about cash, that. cash on hand. You know, you're going to take all this it. cash and put it, away, put it aside. Man, I don't know how Lamar is going to finish this. I, 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 I don't know how this is going to finish up. All I know is that the Ravens have the opportunity to match, and they have the opportunity to pay him $32 million and, and have him go out and play. You know, and if he's saying that weeks 13 through 18 had nothing to do with making sure that, you know, he wasn't putting life and limb on line for a team that wasn't willing to pay him what he thought he was willing to be paid. If it's not about that, then, then great. But uh, I don't. I don't think he's gonna sit out. That would be something else. Fun show today with Cody Rhodes. Fun show with Mark Strong and also Jacoby Myers in studio. Is tomorrow the day we get Jordan Addison here in person? We get him here tomorrow. Potentially the top wide receiver on a draft board. We get it, him here in person. Is, it is tomorrow. So he'll be. He's here in person. He's here in person. That's great. That's going to be awesome. And, and Coach Beard's in studio Coach tomorrow. Coach Beard is in studio tomorrow. We got Zava. Let's go. I, uh, I, I, I started watching the latest Oi. season. Yeah. Have you started watching the latest season of Ted I am. I, I'm up through uh, number two. I got to watch three tonight. I, I'm up. Uh, I'm totally caught up. You're totally caught All up. All three. We got Zava. That's all I'm going to say. I have been told the episodes are longer this season. They're twice as long. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. You're getting like two full. I mean, they, it's the last season, but you're getting. Kind of two seasons in one. And Nate the Great is getting lit up on Twitter. Nate the Great's having a tough go. The first I hate Nate. Episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> How just, uh, you know, the, the what disrespect. What a heel turn. Hey, strong word. Well, you know, well look what he did. So I mean, it, I mean, it, the, the hate that you have for the Nate character, <laughs> is it uh, akin to his dislike for Jim Beheim? 
<laughs> where you loved somebody and then you thought you loved them and, and then that it. person it, it, overstayed, their, overstayed their overstayed their stay. Well, I think he has and a, then heel turned. He has a closer like relationship with Bayheim than I. I just Do feel you? like Nate did Ted dirty. I don't think he's got a. I don't think he's got a close relationship we with Jim Bayheim. Salmon. Yeah, they had did salmon really? together yeah. at lunch. That's done like two thousand media day or something. Yeah. And how did he treat you talking about salmon? Well, back in two thousand, I loved Jim Bayheim. Do you think he would remember the guy who talked about Zero salmon? Zero chance. I don't know. I could remember on the on on one hand uh, if anybody came up to me and talked about salmon with me. I don't talk salmon too often. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I think it's too fishy of a fish. Oh, you don't like salmon? No, do not. Oh, you're hot crazy. Take. No, hot, hot take. That's a hot, hot take. take. How's that a hot take? That's a hot take. Why? Sushi. Everyone eats sushi. You I don't like so. salmon. You I don't eat sushi. Do you no. like oh, salmon? Oh, no. You it's, guys are everyone's like you should have Probably. salmon. I'm like tastes like fish. I, no, I don't you. even know if Rich, I know if you get some now. properly prepared salmon. I was like you, man. Salmon's good. Well, Solomon. the Roku channel is <laughs> loving this salmon talk going out the door. <laughs> Roku Joe, what up? We're going upstream.